Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, your weekly spin-off podcast where Dad and I sit down and go off-topic to help you cope with the litany of true crime traumas you are living through at the start of every week. What kind of podcast host calls their own material traumatic? Apparently we do. I'm Paul, that's John, and Dad, we've just woken to some very, very strange news. Now, as many of you all know, um, the Wagner Group and their leader, Prigozhin, a couple of months back, I think it was a couple of months back, stated that the war in the Ukraine uh, had gone too far, not from ethical boundaries, but because I feel like the success wasn't happening quickly enough, and announced that they were marching on Moscow. And at that point, Dad, it seemed possible that there was going to be some sort of long overdue coup where Putin was thrown out of power. And the fact is that the war in the Ukraine is Putin's war, so technically speaking, the whole world was watching with paid a breath hoping that it would happen. Not that Prigozhin was a good guy, not that the Wagner group were morally upright, that, you know, that maybe there'd be some interesting and positive collateral damage. Anyway, a matter of hours before we hit record, Prigozhin's plane went down, and to nobody's surprise, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I think at a summit, uh, Biden was saying, look, if I was him, I just would be very careful about what I eat, because it seems very clear that something's going to happen. And sure enough, it's happened. Dad, do you have any thoughts on the apparent death of Prigozhin and his second in command? Well, firstly, Paul, for the listeners' um, benefit, again, you and I are synced in with our moderate-sized brains. Because (laughs) it's true. I I just mentioned it to you. You you just gave nothing away in your tone off air. (laughs) And I'm thinking, wow, Paul's completely disinterested in this. And then all of a sudden... Because you're a real professional, you bring up something that I have immersed myself in over the last few hours. So, yeah, I have a few things to say. Firstly, uh, I've seen footage of the jet, private jet, spiralling from the sky with smoke issuing. A fire brigade term, which means smoke's pouring out of this, this, whether it be a house, a building, a ship. Mm -hmm. In this case, a private jet. So... I've already got another vigilant um, ex-police officer on the case, i.e. your mum. And your mum and I have been chatting about this up at the coffee shop within the last hour or so. Mm. And we both have our own ideas about what's happened. Firstly, uh, Christine came up with a, a... I thought it was a fairly bizarre theory. Oh, okay. And she believes yeah. that someone on board, possibly, she said mm-hmm. um, she feels that it could have been one of the pilots. This is just a theory. Um, 
was was involved. I to which I immediately counterpointed her argument by saying I don't actually believe you know, I can't believe someone would be prepared to sacrifice their life for in other words a suicide mission. My strong feeling is that A it's been shot down mm-hmm. but more likely I am going to go with a bomb placed on board. It's a sad story because there are innocent people on board, but seven, not only... I believe it was a... Yeah, there were seven people on the plane, I think. Plus three. Plus Wasn't captain. it seven in total? I think no, it was seven plus in... seven, seven passengers, plus, seven. plus the captain, co-pilot, and um, stewardess. Private jet went down i mean i've seen footage of the purported wreckage we've i've seen the same footage as you uh actually russian state media posted the video fairly shaky phone video of it crashing and then of flaming wreckage in the middle of a field and look there was another plane that was part of the same look heading in a, in the opposite direction well they so. also think yeah so some of um wagner group because prigozhin was a i say restaurateur if you ever wanted to look into the history of this guy i, he was I can tell you all about him paul prison inmate you know, restaurateur. well he, he had a chain of hot dog stands yeah yeah yeah. okay so. but then he came up with a really interesting idea mm. so after doing nine years in jail for robbery between yeah. the age of 20 and 29 so he's mm-hmm. a thug hardcore yeah. not the sort of person to I wouldn't like to meet him in a dark alley. Um, and then he had this really weird concept. And I think it's it's one of those sort of lightning bulb moments in one's life where you do something that's completely sort of out of the box and unusual. And that was that he set up a restaurant on a boat, a ship, which is unusual. And Putin became aware of this restaurant on the ship. Then... The Wagner Group's number one guy, ex-Krim, he then gets the catering contract to the Kremlin. Try and yeah. say that quickly. And he became known as Putin's chef. And then he got involved in in the military side of things. Now, that Wagner Group, mm. they basically, they're, they're as we speak, they're very involved in... Um, Africa. In Africa. Yeah. They're in Africa at the moment. In fact, a couple of days ago, um, he posted a video on the road in a bit of an ATV, basically saying, it's hot, we're here to help liberate people, because there's a bu- I think there was a coup recently uh, in one of the African nations, and uh, all the other African nations basically said that country couldn't join in the um, the equivalent of the UN over there. But it, the whole thing is complicated because they're a mercenary group. Look, Paul. long story... Yeah, Dad, long story short, we don't actually know no. uh, anything... Concrete, well, yeah, but my I have a friend, Shelby Wellander, who is uh she's been a war correspondent in the Ukraine uh during the entire Ukraine war. She's been in and out of the country, she's been shelled, there have been drone strikes on buildings she's been in. She is doing incredible work, and right now she is texting me about this because she's currently on the ground. Uh I'm gonna read what she said in all caps. This is her summary. Uh too much history happening at once is what she's saying. So some of the stuff she sends across, because she's uh, regularly viewed on different TV networks. Um, she's an incredible journalist. And this must be so confusing for the people of the Ukraine, because it does have... Impl- everything in this area of the world has implications. Mm. I mean... God, listen, okay. 
We, I think we've done enough on Prigozhin. This was just a throwaway topic. What I actually wanted to talk about today, Dad, was something that you and I have a seriously vested interest in. Can I ask you a question mm, yep. regarding the trial of Lucy Letby? Yes, go for it. Okay, so as you know, listeners, yeah, you will have listened to our Lucy Letby episode, episodes, uh, and obviously that's, that's a, a deeply messed up case, and that's an ongoing thing. But just quickly, I wanted to say that she has been... The verdict was read, and she refused to appear in the stand. So she refused to rock up for the uh, part where she was told uh, her conviction, and obviously the parents of the children that she murdered or maimed or ruined, were in the court that day. So she refused to face her accusers. Now, several British politicians are calling for, including Rishi Sunak, uh, are calling for a fairly populist, but I kind of understand the reasoning. They're calling for a law wherein the accused and the convicted in a crime such as this, like serious, heinous crimes, would have to be present in the dock to hear their sentence being uh, delivered, uh, to provide some measure of closure to to the victims who are present on the day. And I understand why, and I think it's deeply cowardly of her not to be there. I mean, if she's fucking brave enough to murder babies, then she should... You know what I mean? It seems like a real dog act not to be there on the day. But the argument against is that if you have an unwilling participant in a trial, there on a day where something really important is happening, or a legal reading, and there's people who are very vulnerable, and they're sitting there waiting for this huge moment, if you have somebody in the dock who could say something threatening or violent or strange or derail the proceedings, or worse, get physical, what are you going to do, restrain them? I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Dad? Having been involved in trials where there have been prisoners in the dock who have been less than compliant, what are your thoughts on this possible, uh, possible new law? The yeah. gentleman, uh, and I use that term loosely, mm-hmm. uh, that kicked Christine in the stomach when she was eight months pregnant. Yes. You may recall from an ancient podcast. Um, I'm not sure whether we can say ancient and link that to five years, but it's a effing long time. When I was in court as a young constable, I had just come off night shift. I was delirious. This person who was wanted for murder in another state, uh, he was brought in by two um, prison officers. Mm-hmm. He was handcuffed and he was in the dock, very much like Lucy Letby had been in for a long time. Yeah. And on this particular occasion, she, um, because she's not, she does, she's not obliged to, um, to be in the dock. Uh, for lots of reasons. Many people are in their cells. They watch it on video. They don't watch it. They, it doesn't matter whether they watch it or... They, they get to find out because they're, they're never going home. But in this particular case, this person, this escapee murderer uh, who'd seriously assaulted your mother, he, like Superman, as I walked towards the judge to give my evidence, mm-hmm. he literally left the dock and he flew he actually flew through the air at me he wanted to kill me okay now that's fairly disturbing it didn't do him much good in terms of you know the judge was clearly not impressed but what kind of uh, restraints was he was he cuffed handcuffed. at the time handcuffed. handcuffed yeah so wait he jumped he flew he he literally like he was he was like a jack in a box so you 
it, it, to see it was extraordinary. Here's a question. Does that actually have the potential to affect the sentence being carried out? Well, the judge is in the Because the judge... Is it, is, it like, is it like voting on a reality show where the judge is locked in his answer? Or can the... So here's, what I'm, here's what I'm saying. Let's say the judge has agreed, all right, we're charging the guy with uh, grievous bodily harm, assault, whatever. And then the defendant... Uh, who is having that verdict read, does something extra. He rushes you, he says something, he does something, he attacks somebody in the court. Does that mean that the judge gets to kind of amend his previous charge and make it worse? He can then be charged with contempt of court. Separate charge? Yeah, all all additional, but they're kind of... Mm. See, there are two ways of dealing with these. Like with Lucy Letby, she's been given numerous life sentences... Uh, whole life, they're called whole life sentences, and in fact, uh, that's she's that's the a very fourth rare, female a, yes. in British history to to get that. Correct. Um, and also something rather troubling. I don't want to sort of talk too much. I don't want to sort of spoil our next episode, which mm. is coming out next week. But Paul, are you aware that the police are now investigating a further thirty murders? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay. In another hospital that she worked at. Now, that's going to be a whole other series of trials, obviously. But Paul, you know, I I was curious um, and I I was just, I wanted to sort of bring you back to, uh, well, I have a question for you. And that is that when you use the the term brave to kill, I, I, I just... I, I didn't mean agree. it was no, no. I, I was I was fumbling around for the yeah. way to phrase it. What I was yeah. trying to say is, because um, the word that's being used to describe her lack of appearance in the court, she refused to appear in the court. Mm. I think it's cowardly. And what I'm trying to say is that 
what I was trying to say is if you do something deeply reprehensible, mm. then face your accuser. Then fuck you, turn up. But I was trying to say, what I was trying to say was be be brave in that moment. Mm. I know it's difficult. I know it's scary to face the consequences of your actions, but everything she has done. God, we are straying so far into material for the next podcast. True, I got to be very very careful yeah. here, but yeah. 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 Look, it's an ongoing thing, of course. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's heavy. Um, but I am very cautious, mm-hmm. historically speaking, and with good cause, to be very aware and generally, um, and this is sort of one of my classic sweeping statements, but, you know, a group in society that rarely impress me are politicians. And whenever a politician uh, jumps on the populist bandwagon, I... I don't have a lot of time for politicians. I, mm-hmm. It might be a tough job. I don't. I actually, yeah. The the blinkers go down. The, the shutters come down for me. I uh, I'm not not impressed. Um, but I do agree it's a tough job. But when you know top politicians, in this case, the I believe the Lord Mayor of London, comes in and says, "Oh well, you know, it's yes, you know, we did this and that." But these are long-standing laws that have been in place and all of a sudden people are going and and you know society you know politicians to and fro uh what, you, what happens what are, you, what are you trying to say what's your I'm, take I'm trying to say that if a politician comes up and says yes this is this is what will change the law I I'm, I just don't I don't listen to politicians okay there are lots of reasons as you stated earlier why it's not the case and I think it's a very solemn and somber time. I think you want you want you want sort of it to be deadly quiet, which I'm sure it would be, as the judge hands down in this case his sentence. And it's not an unexpected sentence. And the family have all got to read their impact statements. And she, Lucy Letby, was was in the court listening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest question again we're we're moving into the realms of next week's podcast, but the big question that people come up to me and say is, "But why or what?" It's a tough, it's a fucking nightmare. Um, there yeah. is a court. I do have a different, uh, brief court-related segue. So, the trial of Donald Trump uh, and oh. his party and their role in trying to overturn the elections. It's happening in a Georgia court, which means it's federal, which means he can't actually pardon himself if he becomes uh, president again. It's fucking brilliant. And he's being tried under RICO laws, which is what they used for Al fucking Capone when they got him for tax evasion. So it's really, really interesting. But one interesting thing that happened was when they got him in, uh, they let him, they waived the, uh, his, the need for a mugshot and fingerprinting, you know, being processed like a normal criminal. And a mm. lot of people were saying, why would you do that? Why would you not give him the same treatment as everybody else? It's important that he gets the same treatment as everybody else. And somebody I know raised a very interesting point and they said, you don't want to give him more political capital to act like a victim, Right. You don't want to give his people more ways to go. Look, it's the it's the woke left. To, you know, it, you don't want to give them more ammunition. So just and I, so I I thought that was an interesting perspective. I still think he should just be I thrown agree. in prison. But well, I do I, 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 I political calculus agree. being exercised very cunningly. Oh, I, I don't think, was, think that's right. It's not right. There are what? there should be 
procedure is procedure is procedure. It's it's just it's a universal. You are charged with a particular offence. There are mm. protocols that you go through at the police station. Yeah. You are fingerprinted. You are photographed. Yeah. And you do that in, in America, of course. They do the, the front on and they do the profile. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I don't understand why why anyone... Yeah. Gets, um, gets special treatment. I mean, right? maybe they had to use an extra wide lens to catch his <laughs> magnificent bouffant. Um, look, but, you know that's that's a, it an was aside. A, it was a cal- look. I think I think what they did. Look, fuck, I hope they get him. But what they're trying to do, I think, is they're trying for once to think strategically because the other side that's all they do all they do is think strategically you can't just barrel ahead and go it's the right thing to do we got to fo-. like you sometimes you got to be a little bit of a strategist but, when it comes to these people and i don't like it i don't actually agree with it but if it gets the conviction if mm. taking if, if it just sways if it pushes the dial just a little bit no, i understand but paul i also think that and something that i've always been wary of doing the podcast yeah is that our listeners have varying opinions, and I do deeply respect everyone's opinion, even though I don't agree with all opinions, as clearly in the mm-hmm. past people don't necessarily agree with my opinion or your opinion. But I think I mean, there are certain things that I, I like to stay... And, and, and I actually, believe it or not, Paul, and I don't know whether I sort of mentioned this in any detail, but like politics, I also don't... And tend not to talk about sport, team sport, on this podcast because yeah, I, do. I I really really like to I love our listeners yeah and I really respect all of you you know you're all you're here you're listening and 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 I don't want to sort of you know it's we can talk that, about lot give opinions about lots of things crime yeah, etc but it's tr- it's tricky because there are there are subjects on which taking a principled stand is very important for example I have a friend uh, in the states. And uh, I was talking to him about the fact that there was a far-right activist in neo-Nazi regalia who was punched on camera. And a lot of people on social media were saying, like, you can't respond that way. It's violence. It's you can't, you, you, you know. And my friend said, yeah, but if we let him keep saying what he's saying, that will lead to fascism. That will lead to an actual overthrow of the government. That will lead to... And sure enough, he was right. He said this like six years ago, and he was absolutely right. The, the capital was stormed. This is a... It's actually happened. People sit, good people sit back and do nothing and are super polite. And sometimes you literally do have to punch a Nazi, um, figuratively speaking, I think. So if you want to feel, if you want to feel like the uh, arrest of Donald J. Trump is somehow uh, deeply unjust, that's fine, but you're wrong. I think there are certain topics on which uh, I think we all know what the right and wrong thing is. And look, you're all very smart people. You all know. I mean, if you take away all the politics and all, we all share basic common values. The reason we all love true crime is because it is about the prevailing of justice over evil. Do you see what I'm saying? You all have that in you. You all actually understand the basic calculus of human decency. You all know what's right and wrong to a degree. Fuck politics. Take politics out of it. You know that the reason we like true crime is because the bad person who did the bad thing, we, we get them. Regardless of what you want to happen to them after that fact, right? The basic calculus is good people band together to make sure that the right thing happens. And if you believe that, then we are all actually on the same page, politics notwithstanding. Hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Great. 
TED Talk over. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus. What I love about this show, Dad, is that we have really just woken up firing on all cylinders. We've come out of the gates pretty hard. I'm going to keep chatting with my friend Shelby about the situation over with... Uh, about the situation with Prigozhin, but it's a really... But also really... Uh, on board, Paul, was the two ICs, second in charge of uh, the Wagner Group. Now, here's a question. There has been some rumbling, uh, again, literal and figurative, about some sort of contingency plan if anything happened to Prigozhin. I don't know how true that is. I mean, there is a restaurant that Prigozhin owns over in, over in Moscow or oh, St. Petersburg. I'm not sure. And there have been members of the Wagner Group uh, laying flowers at the front of his uh, at the restaurant in tribute. And there are rumblings that there are sort of secret WhatsApp channels amongst all the mercenaries where if anything happened to him, here is what we're meant to do. We're meant to liaise here. We're meant to do this. Now, I don't know what that plan would be, but I think by the time this podcast comes out, because we record this on Thursday morning, folks, I think by Friday morning... Uh, the situation may have developed in a interesting and or disturbing direction. That's mm, my suspicion. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody, it's a short, sharp shock, but it's uh, time to wrap up this extremely dense and uh, action-packed episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. Listen, everyone, just before we go, uh, there is something I want to say. My sister Anne does a wonderful podcast called I Promise It Won't Be Boring, and it's over on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, uh, which is Apple Podcasts. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And this week's episode is all about uh, your visit to England with Anne recently. Can you tell us a bit about that, Dad? Well, she interviews someone quite famous. Uh, It's me. (laughs) And I've listened to it, and I really enjoyed it. And Anne, she's a natural. And she's uh, she's really great, and she 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 tries to do some rapid fire questions. Uh, rapid fire, she says to me at the end of the first question, "Well, Dad, that took fifteen minutes to answer." But listeners will know that that's that's the way I I operate. Uh, but we had a very good time. It's a part one. Oh, it's a two parter, is it? Two parter, okay. uh, yeah. part one in London, talking yep. about just such exciting gastronomic occasions and going to wonderful places. And then part two is when we had to get away and we managed to slip away to Greece, which is, oh, I just, I love Athens. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing this. So part one is called Dad in London. It's out right now. That's I Promise It Won't Be Boring, hosted by Anne Verhoeven, none other than another member of the Verhoeven clan. But do have a listen. It's a, it's a really great show. And uh, part two will be out next week. So if you can't get enough of Dad, head across and listen to I Promise It Won't Be Boring, Dad in London. Anyway, everybody, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. Have just the absolute best week. Promise me. Hand on heart, promise me you're going to try and have a good weekend, everybody. And we will see you next week for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Cheerio. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.